Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the NBA Runaround here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, your host. You can find me on Twitter at Lofinit, and I have with me a guy who I have not been able to talk to in quite some time because the NBA has not been going on. We want to get together sometime during the football season and talk NBA, and I said, I just can't. My mind is full of NFL. I just don't know if I can handle two sports at one time. But I have with me my uh, NBA expert, Gage Boone, you can find him on Twitter, at Boone Gage, or you can find him on Instagram, at Boone Gage there, I believe, as well. And he is all over all kinds of platforms. I'll let him tell you all about those things. How are you doing tonight, Gage? Wes, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. It's been a long time, Bran. It has. I miss you. No, no, thank you very much. I, I, I'm sure that you tuned into every one of the Fantasy Impact Today shows that were about the NFL, but uh, I know you even followed the NFL a little bit this year, and I think you had a fantasy football team. I'm not positive about that. I didn't have a fantasy football team this year, but I did uh, fill out an NFL bracket before the playoffs, and I definitely uh-huh. followed it a lot more than I ever have before. Yeah, you had some NFL tweets coming my way a couple of different times, and I appreciated those. Now, uh, you did join a fantasy basketball league this year. I, I have yet to join one. I usually wait till after the Super Bowl to join one, and sometimes it just ends up not happening. I get burned out after football, man. Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of energy. Yeah, but you joined a basketball team, a, a fantasy basketball team this year. I did. I did. And, and you actually in you, two separate leagues. Oh, two leagues. Two leagues. Yeah. I, we had talked about doing that. We never. I never followed through with that one. That's just kind of what I do sometimes. I do a lot of talking, and then I, all of a sudden, I, I'm like, oh, all right, two months have passed. It's too late to start now. So anyway, uh, we, we've got a lot of things we want to cover here on the NBA Runaround. I think that's what we're going to call this, Gage. Uh, I'm not sure what the total show name is going to be. There's, there's some show names floating through my head. I know that's what we ran with last year, and maybe that's what we'll run with again this year. But we've got a lot of NBA to catch up with. First, first kind of like, let's just go ahead and go with the Friday games. Today's games is where our listeners are going to be listening to them. And I'll let you kind of break these games down and tell me what you think of these teams. The first game on our slate here is the New York Knicks versus the Washington Wizards. The Knicks are 11-15. and 15, The Wizards are 6-16. Six and 16. Uh, What are your impressions about the New York Knicks this year, Gage? Well, Wes, uh, I remember what you said to me. What was it? Maybe three months ago at this point. And you said that you thought the Knicks could make a push for that eight seed. And I kind of thought you were crazy, to be honest, but now the way that they're playing, I think it's a real possibility. I, okay. I, I think they are in like ninth place this year right now, if I'm not mistaken. I think that they're in ninth, so they're in contention for it. One of the things I've noticed with the Knicks, though, is that I, I'm afraid what ends up happening with a Tom Thibodeau coach team is Tom Thibodeau does not let up off on the gas at all. He's just full-blown hard-nosed all the way through from a fantasy aspect that's really good because he'll concentrate those efforts on on the pe- players that he trusts, right? And and I think that that's what the Knicks actually have in their repertoire now with some players that uh, Tom Thibodeau will just run into the ground a little bit. If you think about them with, who is it, Julius Randle uh, down there, down low. Who Now they added Derrick Rose too, so he's kind of thrown in the mix. What do you think about that Rose trade? Um, it was a little interesting to me. Um, but I think it was a good trade for both teams. I think Dennis Smith Jr. still has some sort of potential. I just don't think that he was showing it in New York. I don't think that was the place for him. So I'm glad to see him get a fresh start, and I'm also glad to see 
Derrick Rose, even though the Knicks aren't a great team, they're better than the Pistons. So that's a start. Yeah, I guess that's a start. Yeah, it's the second year in, in New York. And of course, Tibbs made him a uh, MVP. Yeah, I think it was his what, rookie year in the league or his second year in the league. He was an MVP uh, over your guy, LeBron James, that year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know how he's going to mix in there because personally, I thought Peyton was really coming into his own. Alfred Peyton, Peyton was coming into his own there and starting to look like the old Alfred, Alfred Peyton whenever Peyton, uh, whenever we saw him in Orlando. So I'm not sure how these minutes are going to be allocated going in the future. All I know is that Tom Thibodeau is going to run some people that he trusts into the ground. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Emmanuel quickly, he's looked mm-hmm. awesome this year out of Kentucky. And I definitely think that he's their point guard of the future. So I think that Rose's role, you know, this is his last year on this contract. I don't know if he plans to resign or not, but I think his role is kind of to get him prepared to, you know, be a long-term point guard for the Knicks. That's possible. That's really possible. Uh, I don't know how much you can lean on Derek Rose to give anybody good advice. Okay, on off the court. I mean, Derek Derek is a great scorer. Uh, that's a, it's going on and off the court. Now this is going in a terrible direction, and I didn't want to go down this road. I I you know I'm a I'm a Rose guy, right? And right. I I just absolutely love those Chicago Bulls teams back in the day, but Derek has really let me down off the court. And I don't know if it's as you get older, but you, you expect more out of these guys. Um, and I shouldn't have to watch somebody that I would detest off the court or that I would not even want my daughter anywhere near a hundred foot radius or a hundred mile radius of that guy um, to have to try and root for. I, I can't, I can't suppress my feelings about that gauge. I just can't do it. He, he's really disappointed me. And I know if I turned my eye to all the NBA players, they would all disappoint me, but that guy really has just let me down. Well, uh, I think I know the tweet that you're referring to. And uh, to be honest, that was actually news to me. I wasn't familiar with any of that. But I saw that tweet a couple of days ago. It's probably the same one. And yeah. I was disappointed, too. Uh, it's not his first run in like that. OK, it's not. It's not. And and that's just something that uh, as fans, we have to turn a blind eye to if we want to. But I just can't do it this time. So I don't want to pretend that I'm going to root for Derrick Rose. He might be able to win me back somehow, some way, but there hasn't been an apology. There hasn't been anything like that. There, there's nothing. So I, I, I'm not, if he's not going to pretend to be sorry, I'm not going to pretend to like him all that much, Gage. That's just what it is. From the Washington Wizards side, uh, side of things, what, Bradley Beal is still just balling out, but now he's doing it with somebody else with Russell Westbrook on his side. I, Russ is not the same Russ of old. I don't know if he's having a tough time fitting in with these Wizards, uh, if, he have to, if he has to share the limelight a little bit too much with Bradley Beal. But I don't know what your impressions are of Russell Westbrook going there to Washington. Well, I tweeted about it a couple weeks ago, um, and I know since then he's had a few good games. But at the end of the day, he's 32, and while that doesn't sound super old, for somebody who's 6'3 and relies 90% on their athletic ability to get to the hoop, I mean, at a certain point, that's going to go. And I think that that's just happening with Russ. Um, I think he's still got a few more years to be you know, a quality player, but – He's just no longer a top 15 or maybe even top 20 player in the league anymore. Oh, well, that, that, I, it, definitely not the triple-double machine like he was. Has anybody stopped, stepped up in Thomas Bryant's place that uh, fantasy owners can look for to maybe rely upon uh, since since he's went out? Um, honestly, I haven't really kept too much of an eye on the Wizards. I do know that they were exploring to actually trade for someone mm-hmm. to kind of fill in for his role. Um, I don't know exactly what their uh, course of action is right now. I know they've been playing some small ball 
trying to get some of their, you know, forwards and such in the rotation down there playing at center. But I think at this point, they're just trying to tank to get a better draft pick. Uh, you might be right. I know Nito, he, like you said, playing that small ball, he's really stepped up and started playing. I know they got Alex Lynn at some point, and he's been solid, I guess, for him. And there's a guy, I, I don't know his name. I, I think one of the comedic values of me doing this is trying to pronounce these people's names. I always call him Hesh in my head whenever I'm uh, filling out a fantasy lineup or a DFS lineup or anything. What's his name? Ryu Heshmeyer? Ryu Hashimura. Excuse me? Hashimura. Okay, well, if you talk about my mother like that again, Gage, we're going to have to have some words. Okay, now uh, he's he's played pretty well. He does he does pretty well, but he's a bench player. I don't I don't want to consider him a starter in the NBA most 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 times, but he does pretty well for a big man. I guess he shoots a three pretty good. Well, yeah, and you know, honestly, the Wizards don't have a bad future. It's just I think that they like to move off of that Westbrook contract. And then if, you know, Beal ends up getting traded, I know he says he doesn't want to. I think he should be. If they can move him and get a quality young guy like a Michael Porter Jr. or a Tyler Hero, pull that to the mix within a couple years, you know, they'll be fine. And the Minnesota Timberwolves take on the Charlotte Hornets this evening as well. Minnesota is not doing too well. Six and nineteen. The Hornets are twelve and fourteen, trying to make it their way into the playoffs. Big, big blow for Minnesota. It was the Towns injury, of course. And there's what's once you take him out of the mix, I don't care who you got on your bench, it's never going to be able to replace him. And I don't think D'Angelo Russell's going to be able to carry a team all the way to the playoffs. I know he's been battling injuries too. Yeah. Um I definitely didn't think that the Timberwolves would make the playoffs. It's just the West is too stacked, but I definitely didn't see them in last place at this point in the season. And like you said, Carl Anthony Towns, you just can't replace him. Yeah, and they have some good trade pieces if they can make them available and they can get some deals worked out. Beasley's pretty good. Maybe even Russell will be on the move again at some point. So they got some people that they could possibly move to be able to build that team up for the future. But I, I just, it's a lost season for them. Over on the Charlotte side, of course, they had that big trade in the offseason or at least that big signing in Gordon Hayward this year. And he's performed very well, just didn't didn't miss a beat going over to Charlotte. Well, and I love to see it because when he went over there, I'm sure you saw it on Twitter as well. People are saying it's the worst contract in the NBA. He's washed. He's too injury prone. And while it isn't a great contract, I am glad to see that he's at least performed to be worth it for this season. Now, two or three years down the road, it's probably going to look pretty bad, but at least he's played into it this year. This is one of the more balanced teams, and from a DFS standpoint, it's one of the more frustrating teams because you're just I, I'm just never sure – where the minutes are going to come from, I think that they play a lot of the hot hands, and they've had a lot of injuries as far as the guards go or any anything like that. So it's been really hard to predict what kind of outcomes that they're going to get from night in and night out for me, Gage. I don't know how much you've been able to watch Charlotte at all, but that's just how it seems to me. Now, Alonzo Ball has really been playing hot, and he's been really playing really well uh, from a DFS standpoint. Yeah, well, I think that kind of is the thing. I don't Obviously, they thought that LaMelo would be a good player. They wouldn't have taken him that early in the draft, but I don't think that they thought he would be this good this quickly. So they were kind of looking for him to come off the bench this year, maybe start next year. But now they're like, wow, he's, you know, our second best player. I feel like we need to get him more minutes. And I feel like I don't know if that's really causing turmoil in the locker room or with the owners, but I definitely feel like there's some disagreement throughout that franchise. 
Really? I, man, I said Lonzo. You're going to have to excuse that. Lamalo, Lamelo, Lonzo, they're all a ball to me, I guess. I, I enjoy watching them play, though. They enjoy playing the game of basketball, which is really fun to watch and see uh, them doing that. He's averaging 14 points a game this year, almost six rebounds, six assists, and that's coming off the bench and just kind of getting acclimated into the league. But like I said, over the last couple of games, he has done really, really well. Rookie of the year. That's my preseason pick for rookie of the year, and I think he's the front runner. Oh, okay. We'll put that on the board right there. I'll write it in chalk. I'm not going to write it in ink. I'm going to write that in chalk. I'll give you time to be able to change that mind if you want to. We what? We only have uh, what? Sixty two games this year? Is it? No, it's seventy two. Seventy two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten less than a regular season. The San Antonio Spurs take on those Atlanta Hawks. San Antonio's 14 and 11. The Atlanta Hawks are 11 and 13. San Antonio, just like every single year, have struggled with a lot of injuries. But I think that they've actually been playing pretty well from a, a good basketball standpoint. DeRozan's still doing his thing. Murray's doing his. But there's a young guy who I don't know a whole lot about, Keldon Johnson. I've seen him a time or two on DFS, and he was able to be taken advantage of from a cheap price standpoint early on, but now his price has increased each and every night, and he's played pretty well for that team. He has. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of Spurs games this year, a couple, and the games that I watched, he was awesome in, and whenever I don't watch, he seems to put up a crazy stat line, you know, 25 points, 11 rebounds, efficient from the field. He can knock down the three. He's definitely a good piece, and he's an important piece of their future. The Spurs they, the Spurs have a good future. They have uh, DeRozan and Aldridge's contracts expiring this season. They might try to move them, but even if they keep them and then just go into next season with a lot of cap space, I think that they have a good future ahead of them. This has been a weird year for me looking at the Atlanta Hawks. Of course, they made that move to get uh, Capella last season at the end of the year. They ended up getting Bogdanovich early in the, uh, the offseason, but he's had a knee injury, so he hasn't really been able to play with them too much. And I thought that maybe Capella and Collins had had a tough time with the chemistry down low for that team. But recently, Collins has really started to play well, and he's starting to take over down low for them. I don't know if that's because Capella maybe has been a little bit banged up. I know he was injured uh, last week or so. But I think that John Collins is starting to really take over that team again, and they need that because Trey Young Trey Young and him had a good chemistry last season. I hope they could pick it up again for the rest of this year. Well, I remember at the beginning of the season when there was a John Collins trade rumors going around that he wasn't happy there. He wasn't happy with his playing time or his role on the team. And when I saw that, um, I said that Hawks fans should be worried because that's definitely not a guy that you want to lose. That's a guy you want to extend and give. I think he was also a little disgruntled about the contract situation. They offered him a contract. He thought he was worth more. So he's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. Um, As a Hawks fan, I would really hope to bring him back. Because, I mean, he's a really important piece of that team and a really important piece of their future. To me, they've got a great mix of young and old guys. I don't think that they're going to make a great, big, deep playoff run or anything like that. But they could definitely be in contention there for one of those bottom pieces of the playoff puzzle. I think whenever you have a Trey Young, you can't ever rule him out. I wish he, he really needs to cut down on the turnovers, Gage. He really needs to cut down on those turnovers. Yeah, he does. And that's kind of what happens when you have the ball in his hands as much as he does. You know, LeBron, Westbrook, Harden, all those guys have a lot of turnovers. And I think that as time gets better, as time goes on, he will get better. But like you said, uh, they really should be trying to make the playoffs this year because not this season, but I think next year they can, you know, maybe win a playoff series or two. So you want to get in the playoffs this year and get Trey Young, Collins, those young guys some experience. 
That would be good for them. The next one up are the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Dallas Mavericks. New Orleans at 11 and 13, and the Mavericks are 12 and 14. Um, this, this is interesting to me because the news has broke that the Dallas Mavericks are no longer going to even play the national anthem. Not only are they not going to stand for the national anthem, but they are not even going to play the national anthem anymore. Mark Cuban, of course, always seems to be the guy trying to get out there and, and be a player's uh, owner. You know, he's out there shooting threes with the players, got one of the most comfortable locker rooms, got one of the most pr- uh, plush private jets possible. What are your thoughts about Mark Cuban? Do you young kids even care about something like that? Or uh, is it just, you know, you want to kind of, eh, it's just noise? Well, I'm going to be honest. I did hear about the national anthem thing, and I didn't really read into it. I know he released a statement. I didn't listen to it. So I don't really have an opinion on that. But as far as Mark Cuban's character up, uh, you know, the past few months, I've always really liked him the past years uh, i think he's entertaining i like the show shark tank i think he's cool on there and i think he is a good person he helped out delante west with what happened to him and i always see him like doing good things like donating money and stuff so i do think he's a good guy i i agree with you on that i've uh he's always impressed me i've always liked it i don't agree with this uh, i think you what you end up doing is you end up um really branching yourself away from a complete group of people Right. And so anybody who's in the army, anybody who's been a veteran, any anything like that, they, they, they kind of take pride in what they've done and how they've served the country. And I don't blame them at all because they've put their life on the line, maybe in many cases. So I, I don't blame them at all for that. And this is offensive to them. I don't like that that is that that is being done, especially in the environment that we have today. I don't mind supporting the people who choose to kneel. I think that that's one of the reasons why we're in this country is because we have an opportunity to kneel if we want to kneel. But also, what you, uh, by not playing the national anthem, you're taking away the right of some people maybe to stand with their hand over their heart if they so choose to. One of the things that history tells us, Gage, is that if we erase all of our history, we're never going to be able to remember the things of our past. And whether those things are good or whether those things are bad. If we erase our history, we're no longer going to be able to learn from history. And I'm afraid that's what's ending up happening with the national anthem and other things in our country and our society going on here. That's that's another old man rant. I've had two old man rants tonight, Gage. I've enjoyed them. Oh, I, wow. I have enjoyed them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, just, we'll get- I just let you go. Well, you did. I, I didn't get as passionate as I should have. I, uh, the five-year-old ran in here at the same time, and so I, I can't. She, she always loves to barge in on the podcasts. That's what she just likes to do. She also likes to have a little microphone in her hand, and she'll go, hello, uh, uh, hello, JB. She, she always likes to talk to JB. <laughs> she likes to talk to JB as well. Hey, the New Orleans Pelicans, so, uh, we they have Lonzo Ball on their team, and he's done pretty good for them. I do get those guys confused, and it's a lot of fun games you can have with me for the rest of the years. Ask me which ball is on what team, and I'll probably not get it right. It's what I probably won't do. Zion Williamson's <laughs> really impressed me, though, as a young man there. I, I still worry about him getting re-injured. He he seems to be injury plagued. Well, and that's something that I think a lot of people, even the biggest Zion supporters were worried about in his NBA career being that heavy and as high as he can jump. I mean, it's just at a certain point, his knees are going to give out. But like you said, they have looked great. I know they had, got off to sort of a slow start, but now they're kind of getting used to each other. They're getting used to Steven Adams being there. Zion's improved. He's taken a step. They got Eric Bledsoe in instead of Drew Holiday. But I do think that the trade rumors with Lonzo Ball and J.J. Redick, you should keep an eye on that because those are two players 
that I know a lot of teams would be interested in. I know the Clippers would love to get their hands on Lonzo Ball, and I know there's some teams that would love a shooter like J.J. Redick as well. J.J. Redick, he's really dipped off for me this year. I haven't seen him have that many big games at all, if he's had any. He's only averaging eight points a game this season, and maybe it's just trying to fit in with his team. Maybe Lonzo Ball's taking away a little bit more playing time from him. I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't seem to be the J.J. Redick of old. Yeah, well, you know, he's gotten a little bit older, but uh, a veteran team that needs, you know, maybe a third string shooting guard to come in and knock down some threes. I believe he's on an expiring deal. He's got a lot of experience. I think that a team could find him valuable. Uh, they probably could. I'm just saying he's approaching Kyle Korver area very quickly. That's all I'm no, going to say. No, he is. He is. I agree. <laughs> very Father time has yet to fail when trying to, except for your guy, LeBron James. Uh, I, LeBron seems to be defined. And Tom Brady. Time. Yeah. Uh, Tom, yeah. Oh, Tom Brady, of course. TB12. I don't know what's in TB12. I need a little bit. Uh, I need a little bit of TB12 in me, but it, it, it's it's definitely something that uh, has helped him defy the age. Now, over from Dallas side, uh, Doncic. How do you say his name? Luca. I call him Luca. Luca Doncic. Oh, Doncic and Porzinga. They that, those seem to be the only two guys on that team. Gage. That's it. Yeah. And even uh, even Porzingis, he's been very disappointing this year, which is understandable with his injury. But Luke has been having to carry, and they've dropped in the standings noticeably. Josh Richardson, he's having a tough time kind of getting implemented there. They're really missing out on Seth Curry. Um, but I even said, you know, at the beginning of this year, I definitely thought they would be better after watching what they did to the Clippers. But I think they're still, you know, one year, one player away. I think that next next year they're going to have a max calorie spot or. <laughs> a max cap spot. And I think that they need to use that and go after, you know, a quality player, maybe like a Victor Oladipo, maybe try to trade for your guy Levine, uh, see Bradley Beal's availability. And if they can bring in someone like that, they'll be right at the top of the West. Watch your tongue, young man. Not only did you get tongue tied there, but you accidentally said my guy, Zach Levine, is getting traded from the Chicago Bulls or leaving the Chicago Bulls. We we do not want that to happen. That should not be something uttered by your mouth, uh, Gage, at all while you're on this podcast, because that would make me very upset. Very upset. That'd have to be a nightmare for you the way he's been playing. But I'm just saying he's putting a price tag on him and someone might pay it. Yeah, and and I did not appreciate that tweet that you sent out earlier from uh, at Boone Gage on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Loafin' It. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore on Twitter. And head over to Anchor FM if you haven't already, by the way, and subscribe to the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Make sure you leave us leave some stars, leave a review, slap those stars around for us. All those things kind of help us out here as we move up in those Apple iCharts rankings, Gage. That's what our goal is, to move up in the Apple iCharts rankings. But you, you tweeted out some fire tweet you tried to fire tweet it today and i think it failed i what did you what exactly did you tweet out uh so they tweeted out levine's uh very impressive stat line by the way and i quoted it with a question i said uh you know has the chicago bulls franchise ever had a shooting guard this talented why would you try to pick on me like that you even you even sent it to me on twitter i think you were trying to get a reaction from me i didn't fall for your bait i didn't fall for your trap because gage do i got to remind you at all that at guard from north carolina michael jordan do i got to remind you of that it slipped my mind honestly that's why i sent it to you though to see if you knew if you could think of anyone Yes, and they even had a guy named Sedale Threat. Do you even know what a Sedale Threat is? I don't. 
Yeah, I'm just kidding about that. Somebody put uh, in there. They didn't. They didn't put. Oh, they put Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon in there. (laughs) I saw. I saw some Jimmy Butler, some Kirk Heinrichs. <laughs> Captain Kirk, man. Oh, Captain Kirk. I need a pair, a pair of goggles. Go out there and shoot around to my my uh, goal right now out there in the driveway. Next one up, the Detroit Pistons versus the Boston Celtics right now uh, going on this Friday night. And Detroit's at 6-18. and 18. They need to be making moves. They need to be thinking about the future where the Celtics are 12-11, and 11, poised for another playoff run, I believe. And, and Jason Tatum, he's really stepped up. This season, recently, I think he's been a little bit gassed because they went on their little five-game road trip that they usually go on each and every year. And I, I really think that team's kind of worn down now. Some home cooking is going to do them some pretty good th- tonight. Yeah, I agree. As of late, they've struggled a bit. But uh, you mentioned Jason Tatum. Let's talk about you know the other star in Boston, uh, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. He, I have him as an All-Star starter. I think he's been, you know, arguably their best player this year. And the step he's taken is awesome. I mean, he's leaping in to, you know, Paul George, Zach Levine territory when, you know, a year ago he wasn't there. So keep an eye on him in a few years. I mean, his potential is through the roof. He's averaging 27 points, shooting 52% from the floor, uh, over five, five and a half rebounds and three and a half assists per game. I, I really like the steals on both of those guys, on Tatum and on Brown. Both of them have about one and a half steals per game, and that's pretty good. Great defenders. But, Great yeah, defenders. And they're missing Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is very underrated as far as being that tough nails guy. You know what I mean? Like he's the mm-hmm. guy who's going to stick up for everybody on that team. He's been injured and he's been out and he's that he's he is vital. He is vital to have for a playoff push and run because he's not going to take anything from anybody on that court. Uh, reminding me of our our draft that we did whenever I picked Dennis Rodman and and I saw a video out where Shaquille O'Neal said the only person that could guard him was Dennis Rodman and I feel like Marcus Smart is kind of like that guy. He's just out there on the floor. He's he's a better player in my opinion than Patrick Beverly, but that's what he kind of reminds me. I agree. Me of. I agree. I I think he's like a younger, better version of Patrick Beverly. Yeah, and that's that's what I look. Uh, Jeremiah Grant for the Detroit Pistons has impressed me. He went over there in the off season this year, and he has played really, really well. Everything I thought he could do if he got the minutes and he got the funneling of a lot of touches on the offensive side of the ball. Hey, I love Jeremy Grant. And I love how he said he wanted to bet on himself, and that bet paid off. I mean, yeah, he's not winning games, but at the end of the day it's not like the Nuggets are going to win a title. So would you rather lose a title and average 25 or lose a title and come off the bench and average 12? I like what he did, and I love that he's living up to it. I, I like Josh Jackson. I, don't, I think he's been injury-plagued the last couple of seasons. Of course, last year we got to kind of throw some things out of the mix, but I really liked him when he played with Phoenix, and I'm hoping that now that he's uh, playing on a regular basis again that he can step up and, and start creating some noise in the league. Well, the Pistons kind of revamped their whole roster. You know, they brought in Plumlee, Grant, uh, Josh Jackson, and then they moved off of Derrick Rose. I know that they'd love to move off of Blake Griffin's big contract if someone would take it on, which is doubtful. But they're definitely in the heart of a rebuild right now, and it's going to be a couple years before they're a winning team again. The Clippers are taking on my Chicago Bulls. The Clippers are 18 and 8, poised for another playoff run. And the Chicago Bulls are 10 and 14, Gage. Uh, struggling there under their new coach. They are, but I think that they've made a lot of jumps in the areas that you'd like to see. Like they've struggled with some injuries, but you know, you can't really control that. I think that their rookie's been a really good defender, Patrick Williams. 
And I think that Zach Levine, like I talked about earlier, he took a leap. And I think that the future is bright in Chicago. I just think that right now there's so many good teams that if you only have one all-star, it's tough to compete. I think the Clipper team uh, is going to always be dangerous, of course, in, in especially in the playoffs. And they're probably just skating to get into that time and trying to figure out a good rotation. But I think that the uh, Doc Rivers move hasn't hurt them at all getting rid of him. No, I agree. I think that they're much better than last year. Um, they got Patum, who I didn't see playing this well. He's been awesome this year. He's been efficient, mm-hmm. gives you about 10 points a game. He's been starting in that power forward spot. Serge Ibaka spread the floor, block shots. We know what he can do. He's been awesome for him. I did, Luke Kennard, getting him instead of Sham. I mean, they made the necessary upgrades at this point. They just got to just go out and win games. Yeah, Batum always has played well for that. Whenever he was playing with that blue team last year, I think he played with Charlotte last year. Yeah, yeah, the last Charlotte. couple of years, yeah, Charlotte and New Orleans are the same team in my mind. They got the same color scheme in my head. Nothing I could do about it, but I knew he played with Charlotte. But he reminded me of uh, KCP there for the Lakers. Uh, both of them at the same time. Whenever I started paying attention to fantasy basketball, and they would put up similar numbers. Of course, KCP doesn't do that quite as much in Los Angeles as he used to. But uh, yeah, Batum's always a good a good basketball player. A good yeah, sneak. But- yeah, both 3 and D guys, both smart players, veterans. Uh, you know, Batum's a little bit bigger than KCP, but yeah, I agree. Uh, Similar for, roles. Yeah, over for the Bulls, Markinen, he's hurt again. Wendell Carter Jr., he's out again. Uh, they just they, they, they can't get those guys healthy and keep them healthy for an extended period of time. Uh, that, but they've got such a great roster whenever you look at it. With Levine, I don't necessarily – I'm not in love with Kobe White that much. Uh, he's kind of a loose cannon. I, I, I don't trust him all that much. Uh, but you know, Thaddeus Young, he's he's good. They got a young guy with Williams in there, uh, Patrick Williams, I believe his name is Denzel Valentine. Some people that can really step into those places, but it's just not coming together yet. Yeah, I believe they have Otto Porter Jr.'s big twenty-five million dollar contract expiring. Yeah. Uh, they'll have some open cap space there. But yeah, I mean, uh, that stat I saw the other day: uh, Zach Levine and Kobe White, the first duo in NBA history to both each hit eight three pointers or more in a game. Uh, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, they never did it. And to see Zach Levine and Kobe White be the first duo to do that, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I didn't know that. Thank you for putting a little statistics on there for me. All right, we're trying to slam all these things in. We just got a couple of, uh, we have about 15 minutes left here on this podcast, Boone. So we're going to slam these guys in here. We got the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Denver Nuggets playing this evening. OKC is 10 and 14. The Nuggets are 13 and 11. I don't even recognize the OKC roster very much anymore. They've, they've changed so many names. They've done so many things. The only guy I know is Shagai Alexander. That's, that's what I call him in my head. Well, uh, OKC, they wanted to tank last year, and they ended up being so good. Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Steven Adams, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, that they couldn't tank. They ended up making the playoffs, almost won a series. So their solution was to trade almost all those guys and keep the young guys, get as many first-round picks as possible. They have a really bright future ahead of I think so, too. And Al Horford has surprised me at how well he's been able to play this year. Uh, I I don't know what happened with him at Boston last season, but I think he's played better than he did last season. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that Philly was a good fit for him with, you know, Ben Simmons and and Embiid. So I'm happy to see him in a team where I feel like he fits more. Yeah, he provides good veteran leadership there. Yeah, the Philly thing, the Boston thing, that that all jumbled up together in my head, too. Hey, and the Denver Nuggets, you got this, this team's the same team in my opinion, and they are playing really well. And it all starts with Jokic. He, he's just, he's fantastic. 
Jokic is awesome. Uh, right now, he's number three in my MVP ladder behind only LeBron and Embiid. I mean, the way that he's played this season is phenomenal. And if it wasn't for him, Denver would be way down in the standings because he's kind of kept them afloat because they've struggled early. Almost a triple-double threat. You know, he averaging 27 points a game. His rebounds are up there at 11. His assists, if you round it up, it'd be nine assists per game. Amazing. I, I just never thought I'd see that out of this kid whenever he came into the league. But he's he's slendered down. He's really put in a lot of work, you could tell, in the offseason, and it's really showing in how he's playing the game. I agree. I agree. I love to watch him play. Milwaukee is traveling to Utah. The Bucks are 16 and 9. The Utah Jazz are 20 and 5. Milwaukee is Milwaukee. Everything revolves around Antetokounmpo. Did I come close? The Giannis. Eh, close enough. Close, close enough to give it to you. <laughs> uh, with with Holiday being out, Middleton really stepped up and he had a whole bunch of assists the other night. That guy's always been underrated in my book and I think that he's one of those fantasy players that you're like, yes, I stole Middleton again in round six of the draft or something. Well, Middleton took a huge step in playmaking and we already know how efficient of a shooter he is. And he's he's had a really good season. I know that last year in the bubble, he was awful. Uh, I think he was the guy who said he didn't touch a basketball for like three straight months during COVID, and it showed. So it's good to see him come back. And I think that when they're fully healthy, they're right up there in the mix for teams that can make the finals. And Bobby Portis has stepped up. They even have Forbes, who used to play with the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, Brian yep. Forbes. And he's he stepped into that role as well with Holiday being down, and he's been able to produce. And so uh, as, as this year goes on, I think that they'll be able to solidify that bench even moving forward. I like this team, again, in the playoffs to contend in the Eastern Conference. I agree. I definitely think that they're better than they were last year. The Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Clarkson, Conley, Bogdanovich, and Gobert, they're, they're just always those guys. Uh, does does Ingles age either? I mean, can we put him in the Tom Brady category? Because he, he's always going to be Joe Ingles, right? It, it definitely looks like it. I mean, he's hitting threes this year, being himself. I don't, I don't know why that guy, he's always made me, made me laugh whenever I've watched him play because I'm going, okay, he, he does the things he knows to do and he does them pretty well. So I've always enjoyed that. And Utah is going to be Utah as well. Gage, I don't know if you want to talk about them at all, or if we can move on. Well, I mean, Utah best record in the league, you know, half a game ahead of the Lakers. Uh, I don't think that they can beat the Lakers, but it's good to see that, you know, someone's giving them a run for their money in the regular season. The Memphis Grizzlies are at those Los Angeles Lakers. The Grizzlies are right at 500 at 10 and 10. The Lakers, of course, are sitting at 20 and 6. Every night, whenever Daily Fantasy comes out, both LeBron and Davis are both questionable every single night. But Davis has started uh, really piling up those injuries a little bit more. It seems like it's to me that this is going to be that time of year when they start resting guys. Uh, maybe start alternating resting those two and and let one of the other take over the that night that they're resting. Yeah, and LeBron's really stepped up. Uh, last three games, went to overtime, won them all. They're on a six-game win streak. LeBron right now, in my eyes, is the MVP of the league. Uh, Anthony Davis, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he still has that uh, NBA championship hangover, if he's out of shape, if he's injured, or what the deal is. But he hasn't looked the same. He needs to step it up. But all in all, you know, the record says it all, 20-6. and six, I think they're still the best team in basketball team to beat. 
Yeah, I think that they're on cruise control. I think Davis is on cruise control as well. I, I do worry about LeBron's minutes. I I don't because I know he's bionic, right? We know we know he's not he's not human, but he's putting up 34 minutes a game, and and he seems to be out there all the time whenever they're playing, and he is putting up those fantastic numbers again. I really love the addition of Schroeder and Harold. They both are hustle guys. They both give a lot of effort, and they're they're not going to stand around and wait for LeBron to throw him the ball, right? They're going to go get the ball. They're going to find their role in that offense, but uh, they, they do not mind being scrappy out there. No, they don't. They don't at all. And I really, really like this Lakers roster. I mean, I like it a lot better than last year. All right. And Memphis on that side of things, uh, suffering with those injuries, of course, as they do every single year. Uh, well, how do you say his name? The Val, the, Jonas Valkanias. Is that how you say Valen, it? Valanchunas. See, I don't. I don't watch, I don't listen to enough basketball. I look at the numbers, so I'm familiar with the numbers, but I never hear their names said, Gage. And that really, that's that's hindering whenever you have that many vowels in a name. I'll just, oh. I'm going to be honest with you. No, it's a process, definitely. <laughs> but they've played well. This seems to be a guard-heavy team, except for uh, Jonas. And I, I don't know if that's true or not, but it just seems like that's what they always depend on, are those guards to really step up to plate. Has Morant surprised you in his second year in the league? Yeah, Honestly, yeah. I mean, everyone knew how good he'd be last year. He surprised me. He was better as a rookie than I thought, and he's taken a bigger step than I thought. Um, he's starting to leap into, you know, borderline all-star territory, and that says a lot in the Western Conference. But unfortunately, they're just, you know, a couple years or a couple stars away from, you know, being a serious contender. They can maybe make the playoffs, though. Every once in a while, this guy, Xavier Tillman, pops up on the radar. Do you know anything about him? I don't, but I definitely have seen his name in the box score a couple times. It seems like he's starting to be a pretty important piece for him. Yeah, I think I don't know how 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 big he's playing each and every night. He, he's getting about sixteen to twenty minutes a, a night. Uh, not a, getting a lot of uh, attempts, but whenever somebody's injured, which seems to happen often for Memphis, at least down low, that's a name to always look out for. Is Xavier Tillman? Hey, the next game, Gage. We got two more here: Cleveland versus Portland. Cleveland's at ten and sixteen. Portland's at thirteen and ten. I really think Cleveland's pay, played better than that ten and sixteen record, Gage. They have. I know for a while they were a top two defensive team in the league with the Lakers. I don't know if they still are, but you know, they got that trade. They got Jared Allen for essentially nothing, which I think was awesome. I know there's been rumors of Andre Drummond or Kevin Love being bought out. I don't know the truth to that. I do know that Andre's on a expiring deal, but Colin Sexton, I mean, he's awesome. He's starting to take that jump into borderline all-star territory. The future's bright in Cleveland. They just, you know, got to get a couple more draft picks, right? And get some pieces for those guys. There is no way that you get rid of a talent like Andre Drummond. I, I don't know how they got Andre Drummond to start with. You know what I mean? Like, how, how do you get Andre Drummond? But then whenever he goes there, I'm not going to say he disappears because he is averaging 14 rebounds a game. He's played in 24 of the games this season, uh, averaging 29 minutes. I think that they brought in Allen just to kind of give Drummond a break. Uh, this 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 team, the last couple of years, has really been driven by Sexton and Garland, and now it almost seems like they've got a great balance between the high post game or, or the high card game and the low post game. Yeah, they do. I mean, really, the only thing they're lacking is like a wing, you know, like a quality wing. But, you know, down low, they got a really, really nice big rotation. They still got JaVale McGee there. I don't know if he'll get moved. But yeah, I mean, like you said, Drummond, what is he at, a 18 and 14 this year? I checked it a couple of days ago. I mean, that's impressive no matter how you look at it. 
Yeah, and uh, Kevin Love would be a nice addition to the wing area that you talk about. Uh, I think that he kind of specialized in the three-point line uh, for a couple seasons this year. I I don't know, though, if he's going to play for them again. Uh, Over on the Portland side of things, uh, C.J. McCollum, of course, is out with that injury, but Gary Gary Trent Jr. has really stepped up into his place. Do you know anything about Gary Trent Jr.? Well, uh, I, I remember watching him in college at Duke, and then I didn't watch him much in the NBA up until last year in the bubble when he really took off. I mean, he had some great games, especially against my Lakers. Uh, great 3 and D guy. He's definitely something they're going to want to hold on to to be a centerpiece of their future. Now, it was very fortunate that when Nurk got hurt this year, they had Cantor, and he's been able to step into his place. And he, I, I like him. He plays pretty well um, from a DFS standpoint. He's never overly priced, I don't think. Uh, he's really surprised me with how many stats he's been able to put up this season. Yeah, he's definitely an offensive-centric uh, uh, player, which that's okay. I mean, not everyone can be great on both sides of the ball. But you're right. It is a good thing they were able to bring him in. They lost Whiteside. He went to the Kings, so they needed another big guy. I think uh, uh, there's been some problems with Rocco fitting in there, with uh, Jones Jr. fitting in there. It just hasn't come together for them quite as well as they would like to, and it's just still going to be the Damian Lillard and the C.J. McCollum show come playoff time. Yeah, I agree, and I don't know uh, how far that's going to get them. I know they brought in Robert Covington, but I just don't think that they are got enough juice. Whew. Gage, we made it through all these games. We didn't know that we'd be able to do it. We slammed it all home. We felt a little bit rushed. The computers gave us a little bit of trouble, or at least my computer gave me a little bit of trouble uh, before the start of the show. We still have one game to go, but we've got like some minutes to spare here, my friend. We've got we've got a couple of minutes to spare. I, I, I And so I'm going to ask you this, because you're the young guy. I'm the old guy. We kind of get some of this dialect going between the two of us. I need to find a new pair of shoes, okay? A new pair okay. of shoes. I, I I don't spend money frivolously anymore like I used to. I remember I went to the store whenever I was a young man, and I got I, I got the pair of Scotty Pippins whenever they first came out. I don't know what they were called at the time. I have no idea, but they were Scotty Pippins, and I was always more of a I'm not going to say more of a Scotty Pippin guy, but everybody else was a Michael Jordan guy. So I'm going to find out who else to root for, right? And so I rooted for the skinny little kid from Central Arkansas. Is what I ended up doing, and so I got the pair of Scotty Pippins whenever they came out, but I haven't bought a pair of high tops in a long time. And I don't know that I need to start buying high tops anymore. Young kids don't really play in high tops basketball anymore, do they? No, they kind of moved away from them. I think that there was a study a few years ago that kind of uh, proved that high tops weren't as protective as people thought. You know, they weren't much more protective than a low or a midsole or a mid top. Really? Yeah. I don't know how much truth is to that. You know, I didn't really read into it, but I saw the headline. Yeah, and now everybody gets strapped up with like ankle braces and everything, though, don't they? Yeah, that's very popular. Ankle, ankle braces, you know, all that kind of stuff. Does that help? I never wore ankle braces. I, I barely had any sprained ankles either whenever I played ball, and I didn't mind going down low and mixing it up with the big fellas. I was always a, a jump from far away and then just try and glide in there and throw up some crazy shot with a little bit of spin off the backboard. That's what I love doing. Well, you know, you've seen my highlights, so you know – I didn't like much contact, so I never got injured enough to ever use an ankle brace or any sort of injury for that matter. All you did was dance out there at the three-point line, man. I don't, I, I don't understand it. And you're kind of a tall fella, it seemed like, out there on the court. I'd have been going inside. I'd have been a Langston Galloway or something. Uh, threes are worth more than twos. 
Yeah, uh, threes are more. Th- okay, yeah, I can see that. I I can understand <laughs> that. I didn't mind shooting the three either. I just liked. I like driving. I came from the Michael Jordan era. I, I always tried to glide myself. Yeah, it's definitely fun. I wasn't the most athletic in the world, so it wasn't really my cup of tea. I, I liked your highlights. All right, the Orlando Magic versus the Sacramento Kings. The Orlando Magic are sitting at nine and sixteen. The Kings are sitting at five and five hundred at twelve and twelve. And I think the Orlando Magic is is just about the same as they were last year. Vuk, that's all I call them. I call them Vuk. I got I, I got everybody's name in my head, but it's my by, it's really my name. It's my surname to them, I guess. So Vuk has played pretty well this year. And really, this this team, uh, Fultz, is is he he's injured? He's done for the year, right? Torn ACL. Yeah, he did early in the season, which was really a tough blow to them because he was looking awesome. I mean, he was finally starting to take that step that a lot of people thought he could when he got drafted. A lot of people forget. I mean, he was the number one overall pick, and he was finally starting to show some flashes. Yeah, and what I saw today that surprised me on DraftKings, I was building a little showdown lineup, and Orlando was in there. And Aaron Gordon, they listed Aaron Gordon as a point guard, Gage. A- am I missing yeah. something? Yes. It's, it's, uh, it's, I- to be honest, I, don't, I haven't watched a Magic game since the Fultz injury, so I don't know if they do have him running the point there now or not. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It, it's about time. It's about time spent with the ball in your hands, all those things. So I don't know what it is. I think like Ben Simmons is at all five positions at this point on DraftKings DFS stuff, but it really surprised me. One of the guys, though, that steps up in all those places are, is Frank Mason Jr. Or Frank Frank Mason the third. I, I, I don't want to call him Jr. What would, it, what would a third be? I guess I would mean that uh, his dad and his grandfather were Frank. His dad would have been Frank Mason Jr. Well, I, the know it, I know what it means. I just didn't know if there was like, a you know, Frank Mason, then Frank Mason Jr. And then Frank Mason, I guess the third. I guess that's why I guess that's why he has three, three little lines by his name. I guess we'll just call him the third. But he stepped up in the place of the, all the injuries that they have going on there. They had Foreigner who was injured. They also got Gordon who was out. I think Anthony was also ruled out there who has really played well this season for them. And he was the guy who stepped up in their place. Uh, Jonathan Isaac also suffered yeah. that uh, injury in the bubble, and he's out too, which was really tough for them. He was one of the top 10 defenders in the league last year, and losing him was huge. Yeah, Michael, huge Carter, William, Michael Carter Williams is out as well. I don't know. Maybe they're going to start going into tank mode. Pretty seems It seems pretty early in the year to start going into a tank mode for them. Yeah, I mean, you never know. They might be able to get some wins together and sneak in at the AC, but at the end of the day, I don't really know what the point is. I'd just tank and try to get a better pick. Sacramento Kings is your last team to talk about. I I I don't know about this team, Gage, because the guy what's uh, I always look for him as is like a sleeper. Nemanjai Belchikalia is that Bielitsa? Right? No Bielitsa. way, no it way. Is. That's yeah, that's how you say it, Bielitsa. Okay, Bielitsa, I, I like it. It's, uh, Bielitsa. It's, fun to, it's fun to say. It rolls off the tongue. It, it does, Belitza. But uh, he, he really hasn't played all that much this year. I think with Whiteside coming in there, it's just they had a lot of size, and he's able to kind of push him out of the way. But Dar- uh, uh, Fox is really the guy there, isn't he? Well, Fox is, you know, I talk about these players that's taking those leaps into all-star territory, and he's right there. I don't think that he'll get in just because of how stacked the West guards are. I mean, Luca, Curry, Dame, there's just so many of them. But I do think that he'll get a lot of votes. And, you know, next year he could possibly be in. 
he's been awesome. And then that rookie, Tyrese Halliburton, everyone's talking about him. I said earlier, LaMelo Ball was rookie of the year. If anybody disagrees with that, they would say it's him, Tyrese. Yeah, and I've liked how Harrison Barnes has played there this year, too. He's found a nice role. He's fitting in really nice for them. I think they're giving, he's giving them something that uh, Buddy Heel just wasn't able to provide for him. Yeah, I think Harrison Barnes is really comfortable there. Yeah, I love what you said about Halliburton, though. He's he's one of those guys I said, a hello what? And then I started looking at him a little bit more. I'm like, okay, all right, Halliburton, you go ahead, boy. You just you step up at the plate there. I like that. Hey, Gage, good job. I know I could throw anything at you, uh, and I appreciate it. Maybe we'll get together again where we could slow down, talk about these teams, talk about other things, talk about the standings, all those things about the NBA uh, on a night when we don't have quite as many games and we aren't pressed for time. Yeah, I know that sounds awesome. There's still a couple more teams we can cover and get to those. Maybe get out our uh, almost midway season, uh, who should be All-Stars, Coach of the Year awards, stuff like that. Well, I look forward to that. Could you tell everybody where they could find you? Yeah, uh, everyone, I'm on Twitter at Boone Gage. I'm on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, all those platforms that talk sports, uh, really anything else. I Honestly, I've been honestly moving away from sports into some more serious topics uh, as I get older. So follow me on there. I'll follow you back and, and you interact with me. Now, serious topics? You're going to make me troll you on Twitter and see how many serious topics other than basketball you've been posting. I know. Well, they kind of fly under the radar, you know. They they only get, you know, 10, 20 likes instead of two or 3,000. So you might not see them unless you really look for them. You see how you flaunt those things in front of me? You know, I, I, I hear how you dig on me just a little bit, a little bit. I haven't had one go viral yet. I don't know what I need to do to make a tweet go viral, but you, you got, I don't, I don't know what I got to do. I'm going to be straight fire here after a little while though. It'll happen. You just got to get the timing down. Really? What, what do you mean timing? The, well, the biggest thing about it is what time you post it. You know, you can't post it when everyone's asleep or while everyone's at work. You got to post it, you know, prime posting hours, like right when people's getting off school, right before they go to bed, stuff like that. You can, you know, you got good content. A lot of people sees it. It can take off. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going into an area that, like you, I, as the more mature I get, and I like this because you and I are on different age levels and different platforms, different things like that, and uh, things that are becoming more serious to me, uh, you haven't even stepped into yet, but I know you are a fine young man, and I know that these things are always going to be a forefront to you because you do want to try to make the world a better place. I've always seen that about you. I've recognized that, that in you uh, from the moment I met you, so I really appreciate that about you, and I continue to uh, be impressed by how you try to grow as a young man. Wes, I really appreciate the kind words, and I appreciate you being a mentor to me and teaching me things every day. No, let's not go there. All right, but you can find me on Twitter at Lofinit, Wes Easley on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Head over to Anchor FM and subscribe to the show, whatever listening platform you like to listen to shows on. You can find it right there. If it happens to be on the iTunes app, slap those stars around a couple of times for us. Leave a review. And more importantly than all those other actions, we always want to encourage you to go out into the world and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.